I want to mention this ad because I feel that it's necessary. I want to mention the mental health struggles with people involved in public safety. More and more police officers and firefighters are dying by suicide more than in the line of duty. Even dispatchers are also going through intense and stressful moments in their careers. When you're in need of help, tell someone or contact the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is a 24 hours a day, 7 days a week program that is confidential and will save your life. If you are in distress or know a loved one who's in need, call 1-800-273-8255 or text 988. This program will help you with the proper resources and services. Don't let your emotions or stresses go untreated. Again, call 1-800-273-8255 or text 988. This is not only for first responders, but this is for anyone in need. Let's get through this together. Call 1-800-273-8255 or text 988. For more information, visit 988lifeline.org. Again, that's 988lifeline.org. What's going on, everyone? This is the Director Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Cliff Aquino, and this is my first podcast. But before I ramble, let me tell you a little about myself and my why. I'm a police officer in Massachusetts, and I've been at it for about two years now. I love my job, and I love making an impact for the better in someone's life. I also want to let everyone in the communities all over know that most cops aren't bad. Even though we have that 10% that screws it up for us, but that 90%, we always make a difference. And believe me. We're just everyday normal people who have families, hobbies, and everyday normal problems, just like the guy that works in retail or in an office. All right. So today, I want to talk about my journey to how I became a police officer and what I did previously before I started. So first off, I started my life in Waterbury, Connecticut. Big city has about 114,000 people. A lot of crime. Um, seems like crimes rising every day. Now, Waterbury has their gang units, crime scene investigations, their shootings. So it's a crazy city. It's it's been getting worse with crime over the year, but you could tell most of those guys are trying to prevent it come up with solutions, but crimes everywhere. So I was born and raised in Waterbury, Connecticut, went to school there, went to high school, graduated. And I ended up going to college in New Hampshire. But before I start with college, I gotta say, I've had friends in the past in Waterbury, who I used to be close with, who I used to play basketball with, who I used to hang out with when we were young. Now, I feel like I cut a lot of people off from Waterbury. There's people who are 
up to no good. Some are in jail, some are in prison. There's others that are doing well for themselves, now have families, which is great for them, but unfortunate for the other guys who aren't doing so well. There's a saying about Waterbury, Connecticut, that some people are stuck there and they can't leave. But me, I, I think I made the greatest decision ever. Have a great life. And I benefited from leaving. So I left. I went to college in New Hampshire. As I was in college in New Hampshire, I lived there for about a year. Man, that's a New Hampshire is a great state. But besides that, I lived there for about a year. I went to school, went to get my degree at New England College, which is a really good school. Uh, criminal justice program was excellent. The professors were outstanding. We had a professor who was a Secret Service agent. We had another professor who was an acting chief. We had another professor who was involved in the gang unit. So it was it was great. It was a great school, a lot of experience and a lot of information that you can receive. And most of those professors have a lot of pull to help you get to where you need to go. So when I was at New England College, I had the mindset where I wanted to become a cop because growing up in Waterbury, Connecticut, there's a lot of crime. You see it on the news all the time. Till this day, it's still on the news. I, The very recent one that comes into mind was where a suspect in a Hummer tried to run a cop over during a warrant service. Unfortunately, no officers were hurt, which is a plus. But besides that, it's just there's a lot of crime. And me, I hate crime. I always went the opposite way when someone did something stupid. If they did something stupid, I would call at night and go home and don't even don't even call me, don't even bother me. I don't want to I don't want to hear it. I don't want to listen to it. I don't care. So that was my mindset into becoming a cop. As I was going to school at New England College, I went to get a job at Walmart, starting off as a cashier. My thing was I just wanted to do it for quick cash, nothing major. My mindset was to quit and play basketball. Because previously before, I went to a different school in New Hampshire before I went to New England College. And I got recruited to play basketball. That didn't turn out. My grades were terrible. The school was just full of drama. The professors, they were just there for a paycheck. It's probably known as one of the best schools that will take your money in the state of New Hampshire. But that's a different story. So... I went to New England College. I was going to play basketball. I got the news from the head coach there that I couldn't play because I needed two classes that I didn't have, unfortunately. So my mindset was to take the year off, 
focus on my grades, focus on the classes that I needed, and play the next year. And I was going to stay at Walmart just for some extra cash in my pocket. So throughout the, the year, I took police exams and also I was getting promoted very quickly at Walmart. But at the same time, I never had, I didn't have the mindset where I was going to stay there and get promoted. I thought I was just going to do my quick eight hours, be a cashier, call it a day. Now, when I started taking police exams in college, the first police exam I took was in New Hampshire. It was the national police exam. And it consisted of a test, sit-ups, push-ups, and a mile and a half run as I was working. Because in the winter seasons, there's a lot of snow. You can't really go for a run outside. I mean, you can, but you can't where I was living. So I, I took the test that day. Then I went on to the bench press. I failed the bench press. So I failed whatever. I just used that fuel to the fire. And I spent 20 bucks to get a Planet Fitness membership that I have till this day. And I ended up working out. I, I did a lot of cardio, a lot of weights, a lot of body weight workouts at the time. And then over time, the state of New Hampshire changed the physical agility tests. I kind of had that mindset where I was going to do it again, ace it. I mean, I'm I'm better at push-ups, sit-ups, and I can run now. So, and I still could to this day. So that happened. So as I was still working, going to school, I changed my residency to Massachusetts. And I took a statewide exam for municipal police with the town I was living in, along with the state police. So I took those tests. I didn't get the score that I needed. I mean, you have to get to the 90s or above to either get considered of getting picked up. I scored an 84, which wasn't the score I needed. So I still continue with school, continue with getting into the books, continue with work. I got promoted from cashier to a service desk associate lasted for a brief time. And then I got promoted to a customer service manager at Walmart. Now, being a customer service manager, you're always like in the front end of the store with the cashiers and the cash registers. And it's about managing the front end. It's about providing excellent customer service. And most of all, you interact with a lot of customers and come up with problem solving methods on the fly. The goal with that company is to satisfy the customer. And from what my peers told me, they told me I was a good cashier. I was a good worker. I was a team player. And I was a really good supervisor with great morale when I worked. From This is from what I was told, which means a lot. I take a lot of pride in that. Um, so with that, I used to shut down different register, 
actually, I used to shut down all the registers in the store. Um, auditing the cash registers will show me if the that certain cash register was either high in money or low in money. And if it was low in money, that's a huge issue. So I did that. I got my degree, finished the school year with Dean's List Honors. From there, I transferred to a different Walmart in Massachusetts, still as a supervisor, which was a whole different ball game when it came to services. And I stayed persistent, I stayed humble. And from what I was trying to do, I was trying to learn how to be a person and use those methods that I learned at Walmart. And maybe I could apply them to my police career if I ever get hired. And that was my main focus. So I was trying to learn how to be a person. I was trying to find myself and find my niche. And they always say everything happens for a reason. And this certain move actually worked out for the better. So I was doing a part-time police academy in Massachusetts right after I graduated college. So once I graduated, there was a position opening up in the store I was working at for a asset protection associate or what's better known as a loss prevention associate. Now, that job title entailed of um, just monitoring like security footage, um, enforcing security and safety procedures, um, uh, prevent financial loss within the company internally and externally. And most of all, we had to apprehend suspects that were shoplifting. And then once I apprehended them, I would either call my local police department to ID someone, or if they were a repeat offender, technically you'd have to call if it was a certain amount, but I would use my discretion. For example, if there's a, a lady with three kids going to the self-checkout register and just stealing uh, three diapers, formula, food, and trying to get by and not paying for them, it maybe will come up as, I say about 150 bucks or 200 bucks. So I would see that, catch her shoplifting, take her to the asset protection office to process the items that she shoplifted. And usually most of them aren't repeat offenders. So it's kind of crazy. I would use my discretion, not call the police. I would just get my items back, trespass her for a couple months, but I wouldn't have a lady with three kids go to jail or get charged with shoplifting and she lose her kids for the day, go to jail, might not have bail, 40 bucks bail money to get out. So I kind of took that in consideration. Some people that I know within the company, they would be like, oh, screw you, screw your kids. That's it. Call the police. I want them charged. I want them trespass for life. Whatever. I was doing loss prevention. I was scoring number one in my market for the most apprehensions along with the highest dollar amounts consistently. Maybe for 
I want to say 14, 15 months straight. And I would do that. And I was, I was coming up with an issue with my store manager at the time who was my immediate supervisor. So I caught this associate stealing time and she would, her shift would start at about 7 a.m. She would come in at 10.30 a.m. and change her time from 10.30 to 7 a.m., which is a big no-no. That's stealing company time. You're, you're coming in hours that you're not even working. So I caught that. I addressed it to my store manager. Technically, I, he would have to call for an asset protection manager to do a termination for stealing time. So he said he would talk to her whatever. I kind of thought that was weird. So he did that. Maybe about a week later, this associate was doing the same thing again. I addressed the issue to him and he told me exact words. If you keep investigating her, we're going to get rid of you and you're not going to have a job. So I kind of thought, okay, that's pretty messed up, but okay, whatever. So I kind of just was like, if he wants to do that, I was going to transfer to another store, but I still have my part-time police certification. So I applied. I remember this number till this day. It's 57 job applications. All were from police departments to the sheriff's department to hospital security to security companies that were armed and most of those agencies never got back to me. And if they did, it was either, sorry, you didn't get hired or we're not taking anyone at this time. So that kind of made me upset at the time, but I still never lost hope. I still was on the same track to being a cop. I, I was trying to focus on Again, being a person, learning how to be a person and not having something like this ruin my attitude, my work ethic. So needless to say, someone else in the company reached out to me and told me they caught that associate stealing items at their store and they reached out to me about it told them the issue, told them what was going on. They terminated her. A knowledge of one is a knowledge of all, which was amazing. So I went to a different store. I still did my job, still led the market number one. At the time, I took another police exam and I scored the score that I needed. It was somewhere in the 90s. I want to say 92. So I scored the score that I needed. I waited months to get a call from my current department that I'm on right now. So it it took a lot of patience. I go through the hiring process. I want to say maybe about 12 guys, maybe, maybe 10. I I can't remember the exact number. So I was going through the hiring process. I had to go through my background check. I had to go through an oil board interview with my deputy chief and my lieutenant at the time, who was 
now my current police chief. And then once that would happen, I would get a conditional offer of employment and then speak to the police chief at the time who's now retired, which I can't think I'm enough for putting him in a situation that I'm in right now. So when I got my conditional full-time employment, I never forget the day. This was January 20th, 2020. Got the job. COVID happened. So I was still working at Walmart. So I had my part-time academy certification. So we were going to, usually they would have you work part-time until you go to a police academy or a full, they would have you work until you go to a full-time police academy. COVID-19 happened. That wasn't the case. They said to wait. They will contact me if anything comes up. So months were going, months went by. I was still working at Walmart, still doing my thing. So I remember in July, I emailed the lieutenant of my department and told him, does he want me to work on anything? Just saying, because I'm thinking they forgot about me. Nope, just wait. We'll contact you within a week. Perfect. My deputy chief contacted me. He said, August 5th, 2020 is your academy start date. You're going to go to this police store, get all the stuff that I ordered. And your academy start date is on this paper. You start this day and good luck. So that was that. The police academy, I'll put those stories for a different podcast. But that was a long journey to going through a couple failures to staying positive. I didn't want to be negative and saying, screw this, F that, moan and cry about why, why me, this shouldn't happen to me. So I just worked on just becoming a person and just trying to use my verbal judo at the job I was doing. Not only, not only interacting with people, but learning from my local police department, asking questions and establishing a great rapport with them. So that was my journey. And the moral of this podcast is when everything is, excuse my language, but going to shit, just stay positive, stay humble, and just stay persistent. When everything is not going the way you want it to, just have faith and pray and pray and pray. There's something that I saw on a wall. I can't remember if it was a store or if it was online. I just don't remember. But I remember reading something that said, when your back is against the wall, keep pushing. I took that with me, whether it was during the hiring process, whether it was failing my first police exam, whether it was going through the academy. But I think working at Walmart, going through the part-time police academy, I think overall it made me a better person. It made me learn how to be a person. 
And now I can use those problem solving methods along with my communication and interacting with people. I use that to the job to this day, which I'm very fortunate. So in conclusion, just stay positive, stay humble and keep going. I want to thank you all for listening to my podcast. I hope it was a success. I hope I didn't ramble too much. I just started a social media account not too long ago. So if you guys want to follow me, if you want to inbox me questions, follow me at Instagram. It's going to be at Directed Patrol Podcast. All right. That's my official account. So like I said, it's at Directed Patrol Podcast. All right. So I want to thank you all for listening. Do the work. And you guys will hear from me 